Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the seventh day of September 2023. Happy Thursday to you. Hope you got a good Thursday. I think the uh, <clears throat> I think the hot as hell stuff has passed us. As I record this, it's 97 degrees outside. And I got to love it. Quinn's like arguing with me because they want to go to the playground. And I'm like, you're not going to the playground. It's too damn hot. Like I, I realized when I was a kid, I wouldn't have even noticed the temperature. But now I'm an adult that has to go with them to the playground, drive to the playground. And I'm not interested in that. So it's too hot for dad to go take you to the playground. But uh, she's like, earlier, it's only 94 degrees. It's only 90. Oh, oh, that makes, well, then let me grab my sweater and scarf and we'll get out there. But I showed her the uh, feels like. She's a little meteorologist. She's obsessed with weather. So uh, it feels like 98 degrees. Whatever it is, it's hot as hell. It's too hot for daddy, okay? It's too hot. You want to go sit in a pool somewhere? I'm down. But you want to go watch you pass out eventually or come over and drink all my water because you're running around the only kids in a playground who can't go down a slide because it's too hot? I mean, no, no. I'll tell you, though, one day I'll be sitting there milking my childhood going, you know, what am I... My day, the sli- the slides were all metal and reflecting the heat, and they just burned you. That you'd look at them and you'd start to singe. And that was that was the fun part. That was the the good part of a playground. So, yeah. Needless to say, we will not be going to the playground today. Maybe tomorrow. It's supposed to break. I think it's supposed to break, and that'll be nice. And everybody's like, "That's the hottest weather." I guess tomorrow's ninety four. Or today is going to be, no, Thursday is going to be 94. But then it gets down, ooh, Sunday, 77 degrees. Chance of rain. Sounds pretty good. I'll take that. But, uh, yeah. The left is all screaming and crying and whining and pissing and moaning about climate change. I'm old enough to remember summer. Just like all these idiots. Extreme weather. There's extreme weather. What is the extreme weather? Hurricanes? Like a, a cat, cat three hurricane isn't extreme. Sorry to break it to you. It's probably not a lot of fun to ride out, but it's not extreme. It's cat three out of five, right? It's it's the middle. It's the, the halfway point to extreme. And then the scale isn't, it isn't really extreme anyway. It goes up to five. But the left tries those extreme droughts. What do you mean an extreme drought? It's a drought. There's no water. It's not raining. That's that's just the way it is. That's why we have a word for it. It happens from time to time. It particularly happens in places we like to call deserts, right? Why? Because they're deserts. Deserts happen. But they sit there and they go, it's an extreme weather. It's extreme weather. This never, ever happens. We're breaking records we set more than 100 years ago. Well, then why the hell was it so hot 100 years ago? Well, uh, you notice if you start asking those sorts of, qu- sorts of questions, they stop offering that sort of data. They just they just now declare it's, like, it's the hottest, hottest August on record. When was the second hottest August? On- Shut up. Shut up. God, the left drives me nuts. Anyway, welcome to the program. Don't forget about the weekend effing review tomorrow at midnight. At patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com. A splendid time is guaranteed for all. The news talked about the way it deserves to be talked about, and you can enter your last chance really to enter to win an autographed book by Mike Lee or Gene Hackman. 
it's not a it's not a contest you see very often in the wild those two pitted against each other but uh, that's what we're doing this week so check it out five bucks a month is all we ask for the love of pete come on all right i've got some stories here that you just have to hear to believe we'll get to the idiocy at the white house they they oh shush buddy dude they uh put out a press release offering condolences to the governor uh to uh former New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson, his family, he passed away a few days ago. And they offered their condolences to one of his children who doesn't exist. And you sit there and you go, how is this, how is this even possible? Look, people get things wrong. People screw up all the time. It's just a part of human nature. We are imperfect beings. But for the love of God, how do you get things that wrong? How do you get the, I mean, you have to try really to get things that wrong. And even then your decency would just go, well, you know what, we're, this is a, a press release about somebody passing away. Let's, let's just make sure we dot all the I's and cross all the T's. Instead, they're like, run with it. We're Democrats. So we have that audio coming up, but I want to point this out first to our neighbors to the North, because this. I always like to point out the stupidity of progressivism around the world. Because, you know, part of you will go, phew, well, at least it's Canada, or at least it's Australia, at least it's New Zealand, at least it's the UK. No. These are foreshadowings. This is where somebody thought of this crap first. But eventually, and sooner rather than later, the idiocy of the progressive movement will, in fact, find its way here. These sorts of things. Yeah, we're pioneers in a lot of really stupid progressive thought. Like, hey, let's decriminalize knowingly giving somebody HIV. You know, having se- unprotected sex with somebody uh, when you know you have HIV and you don't tell them. You know, we, we California pioneered that. Why? I don't know. They also pioneered uh, sex with 14-year-olds. Why? Because... I don't know. I assume there are a bunch of people in the California legislature who go, you know what, 14-year-olds, let's do it. I have to assume the worst of these people because there is no best. Actually, a lot of things that Democrats do across the country and around the world is the best that they can come up with. There is no, well, you know, we're going we're gonna to hope for the best. This is the best that they've got. This is really it's sex with 14-year-olds. That's their best idea that they've come up with. It's a horrible, god-awful idea, but that's the top of the, that. And knowingly giving somebody AIDS, eh, you know what, that's okay. Let's all do that. Sitting there and butchering the bodies of your children, that's, that's one of their better ideas in the grand scheme of things. It tells you how bad the rest of their ideas are, but that's, that's how the Democrats roll. That's how progressives roll around the world. It's not just contained to the borders of the United States. So while this story is out of Canada, our neighbor to the north, good old Canada, um, it won't be there for long. It won't be there for long. It will. There will be somebody probably in California, maybe New York, who will try, I'm trying to think, is there another, maybe Massachusetts, something like that. Vermont could give this a whirl. But I'm going to have to do some reading here. And I apologize in advance for my inability to read properly. But it is something worth noting. It is from the Canadian National Post. 
The headline, House Arrest for Impregnating Daughter as a Result of Race-Based Sentencing. Yes, super progressive. I tell you, Democrats, I said it yesterday, Democrats never really changed their objectives. They've only changed their tactics. Segregation, now, you go back and you read George Wallace's space, uh, speech about segregation, and it could be delivered today. You just have to change a little bit of the words about how it's in the name of granting people safe spaces and tolerance and blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. They still want the same things. So in the summer of 2019, a baby was born in Nova Scotia with serious medical conditions and significant developmental delays. Concerns by a medical geneticist led police to become involved. When the mother, 23, was discovered sexting her father during a visit to a neonatal intensive care unit, it all made sense. Just gross. Canadians, let's seal that border too while we're at it. The parents were father and daughter pair, with a 31-year age gap between them. Both were intellectually disabled. Their child, also disabled, has since been placed in foster care. The father was subsequently charged with the crime of incest. Shortly afterwards, he confessed that he first slept with his daughter when she was 19 or 20. Gross. Normally, incest would be punished with a jail sentence, two years on the low end and, a, and 14 years maximum. Applying progressive sentencing principles, a majority of the Nova Scotia Court of Appeals decided late August that the father should only have to serve two years of house arrest. More reasonably, the dissenting judge believed that four years in jail was apt. Now, two years of house arrest, I wonder if it's the house he shares with his daughter. I know, inappropriate, gross, but it's a question you got to ask. Incest is considered a serious crime for a number of reasons, like murder. It's sanctioned because it comes from a deep cultural taboo in the West and pretty much everywhere else, too. Is there any place that really embraces incest? The taboo likely emerged from the objective harm incest poses to society. Incest causes genetic defects and is often a result of one person's exploitation of another. Offspring, regardless of age, cannot consent to sex with their parents. Again, disgusting. At trial, but it is all building somewhere, so you, you can roll your eyes and you can, your stomach can churn, but it is building somewhere. At trial, the Crown, meaning Canadian government, part of the uh, Commonwealth or whatever the hell it is, the Crown had argued that the father should spend four to six years in jail based on sentences that had been handed out in similar situations. It lost. On appeal, it argued the same, that the, uh, this was a severe crime, and it was made worse because the father violated his position of trust over a disabled daughter. Worse, he impregnated her, risking genetic harm to the child. The Nova Scotia Public Prosecution Services told me, told a reporter Wednesday, that it had not yet decided whether it will appeal once more to the Supreme Court of Canada. The court trial and a majority of the appeals court didn't buy the Crown's argument. Why? Because the offender was remorseful and was determined unlikely to reoffend. I don't know. I think once you break that seal, you got all sorts of, pro you're just evil. Another reason, though, 
And this is where it gets down to the progressives. Another reason was he is black. While the Crown established using past cases as a jail sentence of four to six years was normal for this kind of crime, the appeals court dismissed this as merely a guideline. The court also noted that the offenders in previous cases were not African Nova Scotians. Now, it's always weird to read that. African Canadians, now they do it by province over there. It'd be a lot like saying, is uh, African Kentuckian or something stupid like that. But what I tell you, the left loves segregation any way they can, differentiate people, divide people based on that, divide to conquer, because they're gross. Uh, when deciding whether offenders of such heritage should, should serve house arrest or jail, the court wrote that, quote, a more nuanced approach was required. In short, a racial discount was applied. Quote, the moral culpability of an African Nova Scotian offender has to be assessed in the context of historic factors and systemic racism, as was done in this case, end quote, wrote the trial judge, with whom the majority of the appeals court agreed. Quote, sentencing judges should take into account the impact that social and economic deprivation, historical disadvantage, diminished and non-existent opportunities, and restricted options may have had on the offender's moral responsibility. End quote. In other words, to paraphrase these progressive justices and judges up there in Canada, He's black. He doesn't know any better. He couldn't possibly. Look, several hundred years ago, black people had it bad. Not that long ago, black people had it bad. This guy didn't, but that's probably why he screwed his daughter and got her pregnant. Is you know, bad things happen sometimes to other people that aren't me or whatever. I don't even know what in the hell they're trying to argue here. It's insane. Diminished and non-existent opportunities. Diminished and so is Canada? Is Nova Scotia just a cesspool of, of hatred and discrimination against black people? That's what the courts would have you believe. He has to, yes, oh yeah, no, he totally raped that girl. But let's think of it in the historical context. Okay, in what historical context is it totally cool that a father raped his mentally challenged daughter? Huh? Go ahead. You guys start up there in Canada. Maybe we instituted a helmet law and a helmet rule in the NHL way too late for Canadians. It continues, as an African Nova Scotian, the father had been impacted by, quote, historical deprivation, social and economic deprivation, as well as the diminished and virtually non-existent opportunities, end quote. Again, every, we should have an underground railroad running black people out of Canada, if that's the case, or at least out of Nova Scotia. Maybe we can get them over to, uh, I don't know, Quebec. Take them over to, uh, what the hell? I can't think of the one that comes. The uh, Calgary, Alberta. Get them out of Nova Scotia immediately. In sentencing, these broad factors didn't have to be linked to his crime to be relevant. They just needed to be present. The father's upbringing was lined with abuse and parental dysfunction. His parents were alcoholics. And his father was absent. Oh, okay. So that's your get out of being. There's, 
There's no circumstance under which any trauma in your childhood justifies having sex with your daughter. It just isn't. Uh, the family was poor and moved around a lot. Oh, well, now I take it back. As if you lived in more than uh, four places before you hit puberty, it's game on and you can rape the neighbor kids. Sick people. Sick, sick people. His schooling only went as far as fourth grade. He was sexually abused by at least three different people. His story is a harrowing one and one that should be taken into consideration in sentencing no matter what his background. However, his tragic history carried particular significance due to his race. I'm sorry, I don't have any sympathy. You've been through a lot of stuff. That's terrible. Now you've just put somebody else through some horrible stuff. Okay? That doesn't justify it. You don't sit down with the daughter and go, look, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Your father was abused when he was a child, too. Even though you're not a child, you're developmentally a child. And it's all good. No. Fire up the wood cheaper. Let dad be tied to the trunk of a tree or something and just feed him through it. That's okay. Why would you provide this person? Somebody this damaged is not going to be rehabilitated. And it's not my money. It's Canadian money. But I would say that three hots and a cot are too good for someone like this, right? All considered, the trial court and the majority of the appeals court agreed that the father's circumstances, his systemic background experiences as an African Nova Scotian, supported a sentence of two years under house arrest. Now, this may seem extreme. This is up in Canada. This is about sexual depravity and whatever. Well, Democrats in this country insist that there really is no such thing as sexual depravity, so this guy would probably have his case dismissed pretty easily, pretty quickly, wouldn't you think? I mean, look at what they've embraced. But the idea that somehow house arrest is good is something that Democrats would embrace as well. Why? Because they believe that black and brown people are only ever in prison because of systemic racism. Whether or not they committed the offense that they're in there for is sort of irrelevant. They only agree, they agree with the, the court's findings here that the offenses were only committed because of the historical wrongs and systemic things and this, that, and the other thing. They are an excuse generator, and they look at criminals. Weirdly, I mean, they look at all criminals for the most part, except for conservative or Republican people charged with things. Those they want to fill up the prisons with. Maybe that's why they want so few people in prison, so many criminals, and so few criminals in prison, because they want to save room for all the conservatives they're going to throw in there and all the people who think wrong. But... They don't give a damn. They want to let people... That's why you can beat somebody on the streets of New York and be home in time for lunch without cash bail because it's the name of justice. That's why you can walk out with $900 worth of stolen merchandise in California and not face any criminal charges of any sort that really matter. It's a misdemeanor. It's a slap on the... It's a jaywalking ticket. They don't want to put people in prison for simple things like that. They're just... It's the economy's tough. And I love it. People are committing crimes because the economy is tough. And oh, by the way, the economy is doing better than it ever has been before. And it's thanks to Joe Biden. It's just all these crimes are being committed because it's tough out there economically. But I mean, not that tough because you've got it really good. They have, can you say, mixed messages? They're hypocrites. They're bad people. It's how they roll.
So they want to let everybody out of prison who is likely to vote for them and put everybody in prison who is unlikely to vote for them and call it progress. If this act of incest was committed several years ago, house arrest wouldn't have even been on the table. The criminal code once prohibited house arrest as a punishment for incest and various other crimes, a prohibition that was upheld by the Supreme Court of Canada as late as 2022. But two weeks after that prohibition was upheld in the top court, the liberal government, liberals, Democrats, progressives, whatever you want to call them, the liberal government passed a set of criminal law reforms to put house arrest back as an option for incest. Now you got to sit there and you go, what kind of people's priority is lessening the punishment for incest? You really got to wonder that. Who is it that says, you know what, we've got a lot of, we're this whole sweeping criminal reform bill, we want to liberalize the criminal justice, blah, 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 all the crap that they say. And somebody in that room, somebody in that meeting, somebody in the process of writing this piece of legislation says, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I want to support this bill, but I'm going to need something in there. I'm going to need people who sleep with their children. I'm going to need them to get a pass. I need them to be able to stay at home and watch god-awful CBC all the time, CBC melodramas uh, make the production values of BBC melodramas look high. Let's, I need that in there. Then I'll support the bill. And somehow a majority of the government said, yeah, you know what, that sounds about right. I'm surprised and a little bit ashamed that we didn't leave that stuff and that put that stuff in there already. Thank you for pointing that out, Earl. Earl, the cause of everything, the butt of every joke. Earl, good job. Uh, one policy reason for the change quoted in the court decision was to address overrepresentation of black Canadians in the prison system. Wait, are black Canadians banging their kids at an alarming rate? Aside from these sentencing reforms to the criminal code, the practice of assessing an individual black offender's experience of racism and trauma has been supported directly by the feds. Pioneered by Nova Scotia and Ontario, the feds earmarked $6.6 million in 2021 to expand the practice. $6.6 million, if you're playing the home game, is like $4 million real money. That's Monopoly, Canadian money. The uptake of race-based criminal procedure in Canada has been a concerning trend, and this is only the latest example. Race-based sentencing discounts began being used for indigenous people back in 1999 after a decision called R.V. Glaude, G-L-A-D-U-E. This practice was expanded for black offenders in Nova Scotia in 2019 and in Ontario in 2021. The Supreme Court of Canada has also said that charter rights are also to be interpreted with a racial lens. This would be a lot like Democrats here saying that the Bill of Rights, it's essentially the same thing, should be thought of through the lens of race, right? Meaning not that all of the constitutional amendments in the Bill of Rights apply to all Americans equally, but that some people are more equal than others and others are therefore less equal than others. Could you imagine a politician? Now, I imagine in, in, in practice them putting this crap forward, but in rhetoric, 
them actually going out there and advocating. Look, free speech for people of color, especially trans women of color, is so vital. We must curtail the free speech of everybody except people of color, particularly trans women of color, because trans women of color's lives matter or some crap like that. That sounds only slightly absurd, doesn't it? Five years ago, it would have sounded ridiculous. You wouldn't even have known what the hell a trans woman of color was. But nowadays, it's like, that's improbable. It was impossible, then it's implausible. Then it's, yeah, this is now it's kind of, it's probably not going to happen, at least not for a couple more years. That's the world that we're getting as these people goose step across our rights. The Supreme Court of Canada has also said that charter rights of blah, 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 through interpolation. In Ontario last year, the Ontario Court of Appeals ruled that the race of an accused person should be factored into the decision to allow a jury to know their criminal record. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sure, he beat and murdered somebody else who's black, but we got to make sure that they don't find out that this ain't his first rodeo. Why? Because... He's black. They'd obviously discriminate against him or something. It's hard to say how much the father's community appreciates the court's leniency, but what is clear from the court record is that he is not welcome. His crime put a rift between him and his seven other children, some of whom have barred him from seeing their grandchildren, his grandchildren. His eighth child will be raised in foster care. He's been denounced within the broader African Nova Scotia community and has consequently experienced social isolation, as he should. Who wants to, who's like the person who goes, I'm going to be friends with this guy? He's got nobody else. There's a reason he's got nobody else. The dissenting appeal judge, who also applied racial sentencing considerations but concluded that the father should serve jail time, pointed out, that the crime had a, quote, negative impact on the African Nova Scotian community, end quote. Really? Had a negative impact on the daughter. How about a negative impact on his inbred kid who's not right now because of that? That's where it is. I don't, I'm not sure that a black guy a couple miles away really impacted by the fact that this D-bag raped his kid. Just saying. There's no doubt that incest harms the people at the heart of a small community the most. The theory behind lenient race-based sentencing is that it benefits a community, but in practice it deprives them of justice while undermining the fairness of the system for everyone. End of the piece. Now you sit there and you go, that's a disgusting story, Derek. And It will come here, I promise you. Something like this, maybe not over incest. I think Democrats in this country, are, and it doesn't sound like it started with incest in Canada, but Democrats in this country are smart enough to recognize that they don't want a uh, an incestuous, symbolic Rosa Parks, right? People don't know that there was another woman who was arrested for refusing to give up her seat to a white man on a bus down in, in South. And that the the civil rights groups were fully aware of this woman and her plight. But she was deemed to be a poor example because she'd had a child out of wedlock. Her name was Claudette Colvin. Look her up. Claudette Colvin. She didn't 
make the muster. The civil rights movement picked Rosa Parks because she was more attractive. Claudette Colvern, according to one story that I read, she did not have good hair. She was not fair-skinned. She was a teenager, and she was pregnant. She was pregnant, and she wasn't married. Though the civil rights movement said she's not a sympathetic person. They kind of let her go. They waited for somebody else, and along came Rosa Parks. Nothing against Rosa Parks, but it wasn't a setup or anything like that. But it is noteworthy that the civil rights movement picked her for very specific reasons and overlooked other injustices. The same injustice, as a matter of fact. So I'd recommend you look at that. Look into that. The, uh, it's an interesting case study. It's an interesting psychological study as well and sociological study. But you just watch this story unfold. You watch this happen in Canada and you think that could not come here. That's ridiculous. Nobody would. Oh, yeah, they would do it here. They will do it here. They will do They make the case already in the media. What's the difference in making it in courts? And there will be leftists who are out there. Look, the more that the more inroads that Republicans make with the black vote and the Hispanic vote, the more desperate the left is going to be to hold on to that vote, which means that they will do and say anything in order to get that. And they'll do this. Like, hey, we'll offer um, separate justice, separate but equal justice. Wait, wait a second. I remember that. Don't think too hard about it. You'll get better justice. That's what we want to get. We'll give you better justice. Beware Democrats promising anything, honestly. But yeah, it's coming here. Stupid does not get contained. Speaking of stupid, Karine Jean-Pierre. Karine Jean-Pierre. My God. How these people at the White House are able to do what they do and say what they say and on a daily basis go out there. I want you to listen to this exchange. Bill Richardson passed. If you saw, if you don't know who Bill Richardson is by name, if you saw him, you would know who Bill Richardson was. He was the former governor of New Mexico. He was also a cabinet secretary in the Clinton administration. No, he was ambassador to the United Nations. He was secretary of energy, too, under Bill Clinton. And he was a member of the House of Representatives, in addition to being governor. If you saw him, he'd been all over cable news. Seemed like a decent enough guy. He passed away on September 1st up in Massachusetts at the age of whatever. He was born in 1947. Um, The White House put out a press release. The White House put out a press release wishing, trying to comfort his family. And they made a major screw up. Question about fact checking here at the White House. Um, the initial statement from the president about the passing of Governor Bill Richardson included condolences for his wife of 50 years, Barbara, and their daughter, Heather. Um, that line about Heather, the daughter has been removed because they didn't have a daughter named Heather um, for daughter. So, can you walk us through how these press releases are fact-checked, who signs off on them in the end, 
And then in this case, how this error was made. So look, we apologize for the error, certainly. Uh, that is not something uh, that, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, we want to do, right? We want to make sure that uh, we get this information out clearly and uh, in a straightforward way to the American people. So that was not done intentionally. Uh, and uh, certainly when we realized that error, it was removed uh, from the website. Uh, we do have fact checkers here. We do have multiple people who uh, take a look at, uh, at the, the press releases, especially from the president. This was just a miss, unfortunately, and we apologize for that miss. Yeah, he didn't have a daughter. But they they uh, offered a condolence. He survived by his daughter who didn't exist. And what's funny is the gist of the president's, it's, you know, the headline from the White House press release, statement from President Joe Biden on the passing of Bill Richardson. Bill Richardson wore, these are all words that are attributed to the president of the United States. Bill Richardson wore many weighty titles in his life, congressman, governor, ambassador, secretary. He seized over every chance to serve and met every new challenge with joy, determination to do the most good for his country, his beloved New Mexico, and Americans around the world. Few have served our nation, blah, 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 blah. Bill's legacy will endure, blah, blah, his lasting legacy will be held in. Bill and I cross paths. Again, this first person president of the United States. Bill and I crossed paths for the first time decades ago when he was a staffer on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, which I served on as senator. Over the years, I saw firsthand his passion for politics, love for America, and unflagging belief that, with respect and good faith, people can come together across any differences, uh, no matter how vast. He was a patriot and true original and will, be, will not be forgotten. Jill and I send our love to his family, including his wife of over 50 years, Barbara. At the end, you say his wife is survived by his wife and his daughter, who doesn't exist. It's a good friend of mine, my great pal. And then he goes, how many kids? My great pal's kid. Don't forget to say I want to show a nice word to my great pal's kid. He didn't have any kid. Uh, yeah, but still. How good of a pal were you, Joe? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that my good pals are fully aware of how many children I have, right? I, I would think so. They're around. They've met them, at least theoretically. Not all of them have met them, but most of them have met them. Some of them, they're just Facebook abstracts too, but they get the idea and they're aware they, they exist. Nobody would go, ah, good old Derek, I'm going to miss him and him and his, uh, what was it, six, seven, eight, twelve kids? Never had kids, did he? Never would have had kids. Not that. Now, there are a lot of people that I knew back in the day who would be absolutely justified in saying he never would have had. That's not the Derek I knew. But um, not the ones that are really true friends. But Joe likes to insert himself into every story, make himself a part of every story. And to do that, you can't just say, I barely knew the guy. But he was popular amongst Democrats, liked by the uh, TV talking headset, so I'm going to put out a press release and make it about myself. Just like Barack Obama used to, hey, happy Martin Luther King Day, here's a picture of me. Wait, what does that have to do? No, no, no. It's, Merry Christmas to everybody, here's a picture of me. Okay. I, what, what is that? Yeah, you know what? It's Thanksgiving. Here's a picture of me. 
It's just they're doing. They should stick with just putting. Here's the press president's statement on the passing of Governor Bill Richardson, and then there's a picture of Joe sitting in his Corvette, going, "I outlived another one of you. Ah, I'm gonna outlive you all." Just so gross. Speaking of gross, if you're an avid viewer of The View, uh, yuck. But you might have noticed that Whoopi isn't around. Well, Whoopi is a pincushion. Whoopi has uh, gotten every booster available to her. And she's also got COVID again for the third time. Third time's the charm. Here's Joy Behar announcing it. Um, as you can see, Whoopi is not here. She has COVID. Oh. Yes, it's back. It's back. It's back. But she's on the men. She's on the tail end, and she'll probably be back this week. But sorry she's not here. For those of you who are looking forward to seeing her. And for those of you, Mr. Stevie Wonder in the crowd, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you looking forward to seeing her. Who are you looking for? Oh, man, I can't wait to get to the view. I can't wait to be lied to by Whoopi. I need to be lied to from that lady from Ghost. I need to get Jumpin' Jack Flash star Whoopi Goldberg. God, she's made some bad movies. I need her to come out and tell me, lie to me about things. I need her. I need Whoopi. You know, some people probably do go, I really want Whoopi around. I need a daily dose of Whoopi because... I sometimes feel stupid when I tie my fingers into my own shoelaces, but if an I'm there with Whoopi, <laughs> I see Whoopi say something, I'll feel smarter. I need Everybody needs a little Whoopi in their lives, if only to feel smarter than her. Later on, they went and discussed how the fact that she's got COVID again for the third time. She's been boosted, she's, but don't worry. it's She's going to be fine because... She got sh the shots, dozens and dozens of shots. Not not in spite of the fact that she's got dozens of dozens of shots, but because of the fact. So Whoopi is still under the thing, the COVID, <laughs> the COVID weather. Yes, she's, this is her third bout, I believe, with it. But, you know, people write, well, she got the vaccination. How come she still gets it? Because she's not dead. She's just a little bit under the weather. Right. Okay? Exactly. If you don't get it and you get the disease, you might die. Yeah. So that's people out there. They keep writing that on they Twitter. They don't get it. She's got it and she's still, she's, she's, you know what I mean? And yeah. she's been vaccinated. And yes. before we had the vaccines, people did A die. lot of the millions and millions. This type of irrational talk drives me nuts. This type of irrational talk drives me nuts. And before we had the vaccine, people did did die yeah people people did die. i thought people were still dying from it they just can't admit that they were lied to that they were because they lied too they were in the uh, relay race of bsing where they said all right here's the lie passing the baton and they unquestioningly said yes master i shall do your bidding and then when it turned out to be a lie, they had two choices. They could learn from it, but they're incapable of learning. So they instead said, well, we're just, we've hitched our wagon to this lie. We're going to keep going with this lie wherever it takes us. Wherever it goes, whatever it is, we're going to hitch our wagon. We're riding this thing into the country. We're riding this thing down through the mountains and over the woods to grandmother's house we go. Because admitting the truth would give a victory to people they hate. And you've really got to be committed to a lie to be that committed to a lie. I, about, I doubt any of these people are that committed to any of their marriages. <laughs> but they're going to ride this horse 
to the end. No, no, no. It's a, well, uh, there's a whole lot of people who didn't get the shot, who are, didn't get COVID or have gotten COVID and, and had about the same symptoms as Whoopi. Maybe the fact that the virus is uh, mutating and it's thankfully, mercifully mutating back to its natural state, which before Fauci started funding it, didn't impact human beings. Maybe the parts that they grafted on there in their DNA and the virus's DNA are falling off. And thank God for that. And may they all fall off and may the whole thing just die. But let's not sit there and congratulate ourselves for being a pincushion, an experimental pincushion for taking 15 doses. Of, and they're coming out with another one in the middle of this month and saying, you know, it's progress. The reason she didn't die is because of this, that and the other thing. Maybe she didn't die because the virus is weaker. Maybe she didn't die because she's not inclined to die from the virus. Maybe. I would make a mean old joke about we're not that lucky, but I don't wish Whoopi ill. So I'm not going to make that joke. But it is a damn joke that these people, I'm sick of people saying these sorts of things. Why is she out? There? It's because she did. That's why she has minus. Well, what about the people who didn't that are having minor symptoms? nobody who meets that criteria gets anywhere near Joy Behar. She won't have anything to do with them. She won't allow them to exist. She's very tolerant. She wants them dead. She'll tolerate them when they're dead. Joy Behar, the comedian, the alleged comedian on the program, on The View. God help us. No wonder liberal, no wonder women, suburban, wine-swilling women tend to vote for Democrats. Not all of them. But far too many of them, they're the ones who drag the sorry sacks of crap over the finish line, ultimately. Got to change that. Can't, uh, I don't know, maybe it's too late to make them smarter. If this administration doesn't make them open their eyes, if the price of food and gasoline and everything else doesn't make them open their eyes, then they're just content to go through life with blinders on, and it's simply better that they don't vote. The world will be better off if they don't vote. Anyway, the world will be better off when we stop here. We'll be back tomorrow because tomorrow is Friday, a glorious, delicious, sweaty, smelly Friday. Hope you've got a great weekend planned, and uh, we'll be here for all of that tomorrow. Thank you for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.